Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to this episode. Maybe my first, or it is my first, maybe my last, who knows. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Obviously, you can tell because of the title, we're going to talk about UFC 262. Um, UFC 261 actually happened last night. Um, what an absolute crazy night. Um, and you got Chris Weidman, you know, you got his leg absolutely giving out. You know, you got the got the toes touching the knee, you know, not exactly a sight you want to see from a guy that everyone loves in the MMA community. Uh, you know, prayers go out to him and his family. Hopefully he recovers and gets back in the ring. But, you know, first, you know, he's got to learn to walk again. So, uh, you know, you got him, you got uh, Jimmy Crute, you know, his, his leg gave out again against Anthony Smith. So, you know, you got two kind of nasty injuries back-to-back, and then, then you get into the championship fights, and they were all awesome. Uh, you got Rose Namajunas, you got Thug Rose. She got her title back at flyweight uh, from Whaley Zhang. You know, Shevchenko looking dominant as always. I believe she was like a minus like 600 favorite favorite in Vegas. Um, that's Amanda Nunes stuff right there uh, in the odds making. That, and it's just ridiculous. And then you got Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman. You know, they ran it back after about nine months, I believe. Um, full training camp, there was no excuses this time, and Kamaru Usman knocked that man flat out. Um, I think it was the first time he'd ever been knocked out in his professional career. That's like 50-something fights. It had been like 12 years before he had been finished. He got choked out the last time. I think it was, I, I believe it was 2008. Um, and Kamaru Usman just solidifying himself as one of the best welterweights of all time right behind George St. Pierre. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's on that Mount Rushmore now. Now let's go ahead and get in to the 262 main event. Uh, you got Chandler Oliveira. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. Um, I can, there's really two ways it goes. But before that, before I get into the predictions, you know, we'll kind of go over each guy's background and their notable wins and what I think they can do to win the fight. So we'll start with Chandler. Personally, he's my favorite fighter. Um, ever since he signed with the UFC, he got brought into a bigger spotlight because with, with Bellator, you know, I mean, their promotion isn't very good. He had to do it all kind of by himself. Uh, I think he said he spends like $30,000 a year on promotion for himself. And I didn't know who he was until he signed with the UFC. I mean, you, you know, you'd heard the name because he, he was one of the best lightweights out there. Um, but he doesn't, he never got that promotion in Bellator like he's getting now and I think he's on a, I think he's on trajectory to be a, a superstar in the UFC but so he's had a pretty fast start in the UFC uh, he fought Dan Hooker in his debut beat him in two and a half minutes Dan Hooker was probably his worst mess matchup uh, so that was probably his his toughest fight that was like within the top five uh, he was a three-time champ in Bellator, fought for 10 years. Uh, he's 22-5 and five with 17 finishes. Uh, his notable wins, you, know, you got Dan Hooker, as I mentioned, Vincent Henderson twice, um, Patricky Pitbull twice, and Eddie Alvarez, who he split with. And Eddie was a UFC champ. Uh, I believe he started in Bellator, went to the UFC, now he's in one. Um, uh, and his losses... He's only got five of them, but he lost to Alvarez, Will Brooks twice, um, Brett Primas, and Patricio Pitbull. He is the Bellator star. Uh, He could probably make a run at the UFC gold if he wanted to. Uh, 
So that one, that's his, that was the toughest competition I believe that he faced in Bellator. Um, his background, he uh, was born in Missouri, 1986, so he's 34 I believe now. Uh, he went to Mizzou and was an All-American wrestler. And that's how he got into MMA, was through the wrestling community. That's how a lot of people do it. Um, but he, we'll go over his pros and cons. Uh, his pros, from what I've watched of his film, he is an incredible one-two. Uh, unparalleled wrestling. You know, I mean, he, and he's got lightning in both of his hands. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez. Or knocked down Eddie Alvarez and he eventually got him with a choke. But that's how he knocked out Dan Hooker. Got him with a straight to the body and then a... You know, another straight right to the face and, and you know, knocked him out. Uh, and he has he has a good jiu-jitsu. I mean, he has seven submissions in his MMA career. Um, and he's always using his hands to open up the wrestling and vice versa. I mean, he's got knockout power in both of his hands. So with his threat of a takedown, he can open up big shots. I mean, when you watch the Dan Hooker fight, he changes levels. Dan Hooker puts his hands down to defend the takedown and he knocks him out. Um, and I believe that's going to be one of his strategies against Oliveira. Now, his cons, he's a fast starter, so the last few of his fights, I mean, they've ended in the first three or four rounds, or really three rounds, and, you know, one, I don't remember which fight it was, but he gets into the fifth round. I mean, he loses the fifth round. He ends up winning the fight, but, I mean, he was so exhausted just taking shots after shots. I mean... He's very fun to watch, but you worry if it gets drawn out into the later rounds, you know, you worry that he's going to get choked out or, or knocked out. And, you know, that's not that's not going to be his objective is to get into the later rounds. He's going to try to finish Oliveira in the first three. And that's I think that's been his game plan his entire career. Be fast start, get the guy out, and we'll go home. Now, Oliveira, from, from Brazil, uh, he's... He was a world-class jiu-jitsu guy, um, and he's grown up in the UFC since 2010. And before that, before he had gotten into the UFC, he had just fought in smaller promotions in Brazil. Uh, and right now, he holds the UFC record for submissions with 14, uh, tied with the most finishes for 16, and he's gotten performance of the night 10 times, which is another, I believe that ties the record. Um, his wins, he's 30-8. and eight. So, I mean, he's had a long career. He's a he's a veteran in the UFC. He's beat Jim Miller, Kevin Lee, most recently Tony Ferguson. And that that's his biggest win to date. And that was his last fight. I mean, Tony Ferguson's a tough out no matter who you are. Um, and he absolutely, he just beat him up for three rounds. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even competitive. Um, Tony Ferguson's a guy that's always competitive. It was challenging for titles, I mean, not too long ago. And... I mean, Oliveira just, just beat him up, got him with a nasty arm bar in the first round. Somehow Tony didn't tap, but, I mean, his arm was toast. And right now he's riding an eight-fight eight, eight fight win streak. Um, now his losses, he lost to Paul Felder, Frankie Edgar, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, Donald Cerrone, and Jim Miller. And he's, he's got some others, but those are really the notable ones. And the Paul Felder one worries some people. And here's why. is because he tapped due to strikes. Now, that doesn't really happen anymore. Now, those elbows that Paul Felder was throwing would have made anyone tap. 
but some people think he lacks heart. Now, that was two or three years ago before he got on his eight-fight win streak. Now, I don't think that that's going to play a factor, his heart, in this fight. Um, I think he has done, he has shown that he can go the distance, he can finish people early. You know, he's shown that he has heart. Now, I, th- I think that was one of his low points in his career was, you know, tapping due to strikes, which is not a good luck for anyone. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the loss that sticks out for most people. Now, before we get into the fight prediction, we'll go over kind of his background a little bit. Um, so he was a, he's world-class jiu-jitsu, multiple world and continental titles. Uh, he, was, he was a black belt. He got his black belt, like... I think it was before he even got into the UFC, so he is he's on another level when it comes to the ground and jiu-jitsu game. And I think that's where he's going to have an advantage. Um, now, his, uh, watching the Tony Ferguson fight, his his kicks are... Uh, he is sharp and nice kicks. Um, and I believe that's kind of what opens up his, his ground game. Uh, now, I mean, he beat Tony Ferguson on the feet, which is terrible and hard to do. Uh, but I, I don't think his 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 stand up isn't going to match with Chandler's. And I don't think it'll be too close. But if he can manage the distance, keep his kicks, keep his long punches. I mean, he's a really tall and long armed, long legged guy. You know, I think I think if he can keep Chandler at a distance, it, it'll be it'll be a closer fight. Now now we'll get into the to the fight prediction here. I think there's two scenarios that can happen, result like one for each guy that's going to win. If Charles can get it to the ground, which I think it's going to be very tough to do, I think he can win in any round. I think he's that dangerous on the ground. He has that good of submission submission game. I I just have a hard time seeing it go that way because Chandler, if you watch some of his other fights, he doesn't really get taken down. And with his all, he was an all-American at Mizzou. You know his his wrestling, his takedowns. It, I don't think he's going to take it to the ground, but if he does, I think he can. And if if he can keep it, if Chandler can keep this fight standing, it'll be over in the first three. I think he'll knock him out. Um, you know, r- right now, now this is three weeks out, but right now the Vegas odds, it's it's pretty close. Uh, Oliveira is a minus 130 favorite so I mean and that'll change it'll probably change big time at weigh-ins which is so dumb but it will just from how people look stepping on the scale Uh, but I don't really see that changing too terribly much I think that's probably a good line if I was a betting man I would put money on Chandler because he's plus 110 right now Uh, but a a key to this fight that's going to be the very interesting part of this fight will happen probably in the first round. And it's going to be that first takedown from Charles Oliveira. And it's much like the Stipe and Ganu, where Stipe went to go get a takedown on Francis, and Francis stuffed it. And they ended up knocking him out in the next round. So, you know, that's the scary part. If Chandler can stuff it, stuff that first one, I think it'll. I think it's over. Now Oliveira is going to be very persistent in trying to get him to the ground, which and I'm sure I'm sure it'll get there. But I mean, don't be fooled. You know, Oliveira has an amazing submission game, and but I mean Chandler's not too far away either. 
I mean, he's got seven submissions in his career. Uh, he's got really good wrestling. But if this fight stays standing, Chandler's got an advantage, no doubt. And if it gets to the ground, I mean, I don't think it's too. I think it'll be very. It'll be a very competitive fight to say the least. first ever podcast. I really appreciate it and signing off.